0: Hello and welcome to the cane violation. Hello and welcome. I need a theme song. I need a theme song. Does anyone know a rapper? A rapper that doesn't mumble, perhaps? Someone who can spit bars? I'm from Massachusetts. I don't talk like that, though. I know people who talk like that. My cousin talks like that. It's incredible. I should have him on sometime. He doesn't really know basketball. I can definitely have him on for the movie segment. He actually loves horror movies. I bought him the book, the book that I'm using to pick out each movie every week. I'm going A to Z, guys. A to Z, one page... I pick a movie, and there's a lot of movies on each page. It's basically a dictionary of horror movies from the beginning of, uh, you know, when they made films. From the silent film era all the way to 1999. Because that's when all the good horror movies were made. Sure, you know, some good horror has been made like, the past couple decades. Not much, though. Not much, if we're being fair. The ratio of good to bad, 20th century to 21st century. I know, I know. We have, uh, what, 80 more years to go this century? Maybe we get another uh, horror renaissance. Although, God, there's a lot of new new horror fans that... uh, would really argue that horror movies of the past 20 years are better than the older ones tend to disagree tend to disagree there's been some good ones basically i'm excited whenever that guy ari aster makes a movie he did hereditary he did midsommar like watching midsommar rarely Am I, like, so glued to a movie in in the theaters? Like, usually I'll space out. If it's a a Marvel movie, it's like, so what? The effects, they usually don't look real. I mean, like, they kind of look real. It's kind of like, you know, it's super fake. But you're like, oh, that's... More convincing, so practical effects are the way to go. Just saying. John Carpenter's The Thing, 1982. Anyways, I usually don't open with the movie segment, so I'm a little out of sorts today. Let's start off with hoops. Two more teams. So basically, I have been doing two teams every week, that is until I uh, screwed up and didn't do an episode for a few weeks so basically i'm playing catch up every episode doing two teams i am almost at all 30 teams this this is the last one actually this is the last two The two teams are the milwaukee bucks and the phoenix suns why would they not win the nba finals they're both great teams right so what's the deal? Well, let's start with the Bucks. The Bucks. I'm pretty sure I know where they are in the standings, but just double check here. So this could change, but as of Monday, May 10th, the Bucks are a half a game behind the Nets. Now this is actually, this is really big. Because the team that gets the three seed is basically going to have to play the Heat. Maybe not. Wow, so this is actually a lot more closer than I thought. So the Knicks are the four seed. Behind them is the Hawks. The, the Hawks are only one game behind the Knicks at five. And then tied. The Heat and Hawks literally have the same record. I guess the Hawks have the tiebreaker, so they're five, and then the Heat is six. So I guess this could change. A lot of people are, uh, iffy on the play-in tournament. And by a lot of people, I mean LeBron <laughs> and Mark Cuban. <laughs> Not in my backyard! Um... Yeah, they had no problem with it at the beginning of the season now that their teams are going to be there. Actually, the Mavs probably aren't going to be in the play-in tournament. They're the five seed now. So they probably have no issue with it now. They're probably like, shoot, why did we say that two weeks ago? But let's just say the playoffs start today. The Bucks would have to play the Heat. I don't know if you guys remember, but last year the Bucks were eliminated by Jimmy Hutler <laughs> Jimmy Butler in the Heatles. I almost said uh, Jimmy Butler in the Beatles. So that would suck for the Bucks. The Bucks would have to play the Heat in the first round. And the Heat, I know they've had a strange year, but I think you can really chalk it up to the fact that their season ended in mid October and then started again basically two months later. Not a very long break. So, of course, there's some fatigue. Jimmy was out at one point. Tyler Hero, probably partying it up too much, hanging out with the IG girls on the yachts, probably. You gotta give him credit though. I mean, being a 20 year old millionaire in Miami and not ending up in jail for cocaine possession, pretty good. He's doing fine. He's doing, he's just, he's just a little hiccup of a year, you know, sophomore slump, just a little sophomore slump. That's all it is. Jason Tatum had the same thing. Although you can blame that on um, a guy who will just decide to leave his team for two weeks for really no reason. Um, that, the Bucks have to play the Heat. I still think the Bucks will win. I mean, this Heat team isn't much different than last year. I think really the only main difference is uh, Jay Crowder not being there. I mean, they basically replaced Jay Crowder with Trevor Ariza. And they don't have Myers Leonard.
1: Ooh.
0: I know he played some games in the playoffs last year. So they're they're backup center. Oh yeah, they don't have Olenek anymore. They traded Olenek. Oh my god, I forgot about Victor Oladipo. What's going on with him? Ah, screw it. Let's stick with the Bucks. I think the 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 big thing with the Bucks is that they have. A clear-cut third and s- third or second man—I guess Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton can kind of flip-flop. I mean, obviously Giannis is the clear number one option, but some nights it'll be Drew scoring as the second option. Some nights it'll be Chris Middleton. They can kind of switch off. But before, when it was just Giannis and Chris, and just killed a mosquito. Nice try. Um, Before when it was just Giannis and Chris, that that disaster of a point guard. Actually, we're doing Milwaukee and Phoenix today. What do they have in common? Did they both enjoy the Eric Bledsoe experience? I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> I think the funny part is he said he was at the barber shop. Eric Bledsoe said he was at the barber shop. That's why he tweeted that. It's like, oh I just, I just didn't want to be in the barber shop. Yeah, okay. How's the bayou treating ya? But now that they have Drew Holiday, and I like that they extended him. They basically said, all right, we got you three locked up. We got you three. We're going to give you a few years. Hopefully, uh, luck will swing their way, and they'll get through the East to the finals. Because I think... Sometimes teams do give up too quickly. I mean, how about Dallas? I think I said this on the last podcast, talking about Dallas with the Mavs after two thousand eight. Just said, ah, let's just let's just rebuild. Let's trade Dirk. Get some assets. Get some pickies. Or you can run it back grab some smart veterans and kick LeBron's ass. So that's probably, that's what the Bucks are doing. And I, I respect that plan. They got three guys, they're capable. And they say, all right, maybe we'll improve some of the role players around you as time goes on. But it's you three, it's you three, balls in your court. So I and a lot of people hate on the Bucks, especially after their second-round exit last year when they were you know, the clear-cut best team in the East. Should have probably been to the finals. Didn't go. I like what they're doing. Even though they did completely screw up the Bogdanovich thing, apparently the rumor with that is that the owner of the Bucks—I don't know—I don't know the exact person who said it. Um, someone, someone high up in the Bucks organization said that this was right after the um, Bogdanovich deal was announced. It was Woj who tweeted about it. He said on a conference call apparently that you know. Bucks won the offseason. He, he was, he basically he was bragging about it to all the other owners. And that rubbed them the wrong way. And it was kind of like, oh, you want to gloat in our faces like this? Well, we'll we're going to talk to the commissioner. And they made a big fuss about it and uh yeah basically silver enforced uh, a rule that's you know been broken apparently it's been broken many a times i mean it makes sense that's it been broken so many it's free agency's so weird it's like these guys know days and days not all of them, but they know. They're, they're planning things during the season. People under contract with these teams, about to be free agents, their agents are on the phone. Because there's no rule that the agents can't talk to the teams. The agents are like the player's mouthpiece. You can do it, just don't get caught. Don't be stupid. So, no, I like what the Bucks are doing. I hate playing the Bucks as a Celtics fan. I don't even want. I don't even want to talk about the Celtics. So, so, I already saw the Jalen Brown announcement. He's done for the year. So, basically, the Celtics are done, and we're done talking about them. All right. I kind of want to look at the Bucks roster again. Oh, P.J. Tucker. They got P.J. Tucker. That was a huge pickup right there. He'll probably win a playoff game for them. But, you know, the best pickup of all was Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague, what a consistent player. What a... Rarely ever turns the ball over. I, I hate Jeff Teague. Bobby Portis. Guy's been dynamite this year. Resurgence. And, you know, we made fun of the Bucks because they basically revamped their bench. And everyone's like, oh, they got rid of George Hill. Oh, they signed. Bryn Forbes. Ho <laughs> ho not really. Bryn Forbes. That guy's actually a valuable player. He hits He hits a lot of threes sometimes. That guy's in the playoff rotation. Without a doubt. He's a baller. Let's uh... What the a salary page? I love Basketball Reference. That's a site I always use. The only thing I don't like about Basketball Reference is it doesn't list uh, the qualifying offers on the payroll pages. Hoops Hype does that, but then you know Hoops Hype is stupid because it'll say like Josh Smith is still on the Pistons getting $5 million. It's like, no, he's not on the roster. So you got to make it clear that you got to put all the names on the bottom of people who are still getting paid by the team but not actually on the roster. Like Basketball Reference does that so clearly. Brooke, Brooke Lopez, eh. Solid, solid veteran. Wow, he's 33 now. We're all getting old. We're all getting old, guys. I remember when Brookie Lopez, you know, he was just a young buck. Young buck on the New Jersey Nets. Not anymore. Pat Connaughton. Solid player. Great. Dante DiVincenzo. He'll have his moments. God, they have Rod... Rodion's Karooks. Has he even played? I don't even think I've seen him play. For this team. Maybe he has. He's played five games. Whoop-de-doo! Thanasis. He's actually getting playing time on this team. Good for him. Good for him. Do what you can, buddy. Do what you can free agent next year maybe he'll uh get a little wink wink money if you know what I mean although Giannis Giannis got paid Giannis totally got paid it won't be like a a J.R. Smith Chris Smith situation a lot of people say that Chris Smith was one of the worst NBA players to ever be in the league it might be true because I can, I can barely find highlights of J.R. Smith's brother online. <laughs> like he went to a D1 school, but there's not that much highlights of him. It's a little sus, as the kids would say. That's mad sus, yo. Know. Anyone see that uh, Gen Z hospital skit for SNL? Elon Musk Cringe, right? Pretty cringe So why would the Bucks not win? Well I would say If they have to play the Heat in the first round That is a tough road for them Because they'd have to play the Heat then they'd likely have to play the Sixers at some point Or the Nets in either the second or third round. That's hard. That's hard. But I don't think they'll go softly. Last season was a dud in the bubble for them. Yeah, you can give the bubble excuse, you can. You can give the COVID excuse. A lot of teams are doing that this year. But, look, I like, like I'll reiterate, I like what you guys are doing. You got your three guys. I'm looking at the contracts here. Holy cow. Giannis is under contract until 2026. Yeah, that's all you need to know, guys. And he's, what, 26? You got him locked up for his prime. And he's not a nutjob superstar. He's likely not going to request a trade unless you guys really screw up. So, look, you might not get it this year. But then you get another shot next year, another shot after that, and another shot after that. Not bad. Not bad, guys. No sweat if you don't get it this year. All right, let's go to Phoenix. Not literally. So I've been to most of the stadiums. I think I might have told this story. Um, I've been to most of the stadiums. In the, in the northeast, that's where I live. But in terms of, like, other NBA arenas, the only one outside of the northeast I've been to is Phoenix. I was visiting my cousin. My cousin, who I mentioned at the top of this podcast, he lived out in Phoenix for a hot minute. Hot minute. We went to a Suns game. It was it was that good Suns team that had Goran Dragic, uh, Gerald Green, was there, the Morris twins. It was the 2013, the 2014 season, and they played the Spurs. <laughs> they played the Spurs. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker. It was the Spurs team that won the finals the 2014 Spurs, and the Suns beat the hell out of the Spurs. It was a blowout. It was actually pretty strange, but the Suns fans were going crazy. They they were even chanting, like, Spurs suck and stuff like that. It's like, uh, well, they don't, but, you know, good wins, Suns fans. Yeah, not getting to the finals, though. Well, let's talk about the current sons. Chris Paul, baby! MVP! MVP! As some will say. No, because... If you... If you remove... MVP is about removing a play... And if you remove Chris Paul... From the Suns, then they're not second place. Yeah, well, if you remove uh, Giannis from the Bucks, no, that's different. I don't I got. Who cares? I mean, who's gonna get envy? I don't even know. It's, I'd rather I'd rather go to the dentist than watch one of these ESPN who's going to be the MVP debates with a bunch of former players and Stephen A. Smith, Kendrick Perkins, my guy Perkins. He's funny sometimes, but you know, he just, <laughs> it's so obvious that he's. Uh... You know, they're the stir some shit, basically, like a Skip Bayless type. They're the be funny, say some wild things, sometimes say some insightful things, but most of the time just say some wild, some wild shit. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, the Suns, very deep roster. You know what was a good pickup for the Suns that the Bucks are probably kind of regretting is that they gave Torrey Craig to the Suns. And Torrey Craig's in their rotation. He's actually a useful player. I'd imagine uh, the Bucks would uh, like to trade Jeff Teague for Torrey Craig right now. Best player on the Suns. He doesn't get enough mention. It's uh, Abdul Nader. Former Maine Red Claw great. Frank Kaminsky's actually getting minutes on this Suns team. He wasn't even playing on a team early this season. When did he? Yeah, that's right. He got. Well, he got picked up late in uh, the offseason, which was a very short offseason, by the Sacramento Kings. They waived him, and then the Suns claimed him. And they decided to keep him. Interesting. But yeah, he's basically their backup center. Yeah, that, that's what this team really lacks. Looking at the roster here, they do not have a backup center. It's Aiton, but what if Aiton's hurt? Do you move Saric up to the five? He's pretty small for the five. I don't even really know who Jalen Smith is. I think he's a power forward. Yeah, he's a power forward. He's more of a power forward than a center. He doesn't get much playing time on this team. Could you go super small with Jay Crowder at the five? I mean, I think that's kind of insane, but that's just me. Yeah, there's, there really is a lack of big men on this team now that I look at this roster. And Bill Simmons was saying this on his podcast, like they, the Suns are in trouble if they have to play the Lakers in the first round. I mean, that's what that's what's kind of making the season interesting. Like, it's uh, it's given some of the juggernaut teams trouble because it's the short off season, of course. So now the Lakers are. Hobbling into the playoffs, but you know, they're gonna get their shit together if LeBron's healthy When the hell has LeBron lost in the first round? Like it's happened. I think it happened with the Cavs years ago like like years ago But in recent memory nah, it's been a while He he goes to the. Whenever he's in the playoffs, it seems like he goes to the finals. That's why you can't count the Lakers out. And Anthony Davis last night playing like a monster. The Suns didn't have an answer to that. What were they going to do? Frank Kaminsky. Mr. I won't. Mr. I'm worth. Turning down four first round picks himself. Um, yeah, Aiden's Aiton, going to have his hands full if they have to play the Lakers in the first round. So I'll just, I'm not going to beat around the bush with this one. If uh, the Suns have to play the Lakers, I think they're getting eliminated in the first round. I really do. Sucks. You're the two seed and you have to go up against this awesome team. I mean, they're not that awesome, but LeBron and AD are. And you know, LeBron's gonna yell at them. He's gonna yell at all the role players. He's gonna tell Kuzma, then, you know, knock it off, stop dyeing his hair platinum blonde, and, uh, you know, hit some shots, play some defense. He's gonna tell uh, Andre Drummond to uh, jog a mile or two every day. Get in shape. Stop being such a dinosaur out there. Come on. Come on. We need you running up and down the court. You're not in Detroit anymore. This ain't Cleveland. This is showtime, baby. That's exactly what LeBron will say. This is showtime, baby. Space Jam 2. Coming to theaters. June 21st. Coming to theaters. But you can stream it on HBO Max. Trailer looked horrible. Trailer looked so bad. Alright. Bucks and Suns, you're not winning the finals because your matchups, your playoff matchups are going to be too difficult for you. It's unfortunate. But sometimes that's just the way it goes. So let's move on to the movie I've watched. Guys, I watched, this is the best movie that I've seen so far from the book. Now, I've heard of the movie before. The movie's called Alice, Sweet Alice. It's from 1976. Let me just make sure. Yeah, 76. Who's in it? Brooke Shields. Now, she has a small role in it. I first heard about this movie if, uh, any of you, uh, older guys, not, like, too old. By old, I mean, like, in your 30s. If you watched, uh, Bravo, <laughs> back when Bravo was a much different channel in the mid-2000s, they did, like, uh, Hundred Scariest Moments in Horror. It was something like that Eli Roth was involved in it He was like one of the guys they interviewed It was like one of those it was basically like You know that I love the 80s. I love the 90s shows, but For good horror movies. Yeah, it shows clips and then it has commentary And one of the movies they showed was Alice Sweet Alice, because I was a big horror fan uh, back in uh, late middle school, early high school, and I would, uh, I, I saw most of, like, the notable horror movies at that point. There's still a bunch that I haven't seen, and this was one of them. I never saw Alice Sweet Alice. And I remember the big thing that they mentioned. on uh, the show is that Brooke Shields was in the movie. So whenever someone would mention this title, it'd be like, Oh yeah, that, that's the one Brooke Shields was in, but she's, it's not even a big part. Uh, so the movie came out in 76. It was originally called communion, but I guess the studio, whatever, freaked out because uh, they didn't want the anti-Catholic groups, or not the anti-Catholic, the, the Catholic groups, you know, standing outside of movie theaters with uh, picket, picket signs, you know. So they changed the title to Alice, Sweet Alice. I think that's a better title. And then it actually was released again in the early 80s after Brooke Shields became famous and basically splashed her name all over the posters. even though she doesn't have that big of a part in the movie. She's not even the main young kid in the movie. And that's the funny part is that the kid in the movies, it's a, a 12 year old, 12 year old Alice, is the girl played by Paula E. Shepard? Um, I would not have known this. Like sometimes when I when I uh, see movies, I can be like, ah, uh, something's a little off here. But I would I would not have known had I not read it. Paula E. Shepard was nineteen when she filmed this movie. She was 19 playing a 12-year-old. That is not casting you hear about too much. Like, obviously, you got 20-year-olds playing high school students a lot. I think one of the biggest ones was Matchstick Men. You had that uh, actress, I think her name was Allison Wilman She was... Uh, 27 playing a 15 year old. But like twelve 12 year I mean what you're going through puberty. You're still kind of a kid. So I mean usually I I guess they've done it. I'm trying to think where else they've done it. I know. Like sometimes um Sometimes they'll cast like fifteen or sixteen year olds to play like eleven year olds because they're like short. But like you can you can tell by like their broad shoulders and everything. It's like they're just short. These aren't little kids. But this girl, like and I I I did read this before watching the movie. I looked at the trivia before watching the movie and I kept trying to notice it throughout the movie and she does look really young, like 12, 13 years old. And even like her height, like she doesn't, she doesn't look like a little person or anything. I, but I'm assuming she must be pretty short because her... Her mother in the movie towers over her. Her mother was Linda Miller, still alive. Let me see if they have her height. They do not. They do not. Wait, she was married to Jason Miller? Oh, that's fascinating. Now, well, she's divorced. Wait, Jason... Is that true? I did not know this. So, Jason Patrick's... Holy cow, I did not know that so Jason Miller the original priest from The Exorcist was married to the mother and Alice sweet Alice Linda Miller But um, One of Jason Miller's kids was Jason Patrick The actor Jason Patrick. I did not know that He was Jason Miller's son Obviously, we know Jason Patrick from classics such as Speed 2 Cruise Control. And I guess that's it. Kind of washed up at this point. But, no. it's interesting. You know, just when you think you know everything about movies, it's very, uh, very dumb of me to say I don't know everything about movies. I'm still learning But I do, uh, I, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. My cousin even told me this is a great movie. So, you know, when he recommends something, I know I'm not gonna watch a piece of crap. So it was just a, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like... So the movie was made on a k $300,000 budget. I feel like if you tried to remake it today with a $30 million budget, you probably wouldn't even come close to making it as effective as this. It's just, it's weird. It's... It's hard to describe, but... You. I, don't know, I, I should have thought about this more before recording this, but. The deaths in this movie just hit differently. Like, you don't feel like you're watching a horror movie death. It feels. It feels a little more real. And it's not over. Maybe it's a little over dramatic, but I—I I don't know. It's 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 very eerie. This this is a very eerie movie. Now there's a couple of twists and turns that I wasn't the biggest fan of, but that doesn't come in towards around the third act of the movie. The first half of this movie, amazing. And I I think the ending is amazing as well. I'm not gonna even spoil the ending. I want you guys to go and see this one. This is, so my rating system, I guess I'll just keep going over this. The tier one is the garbage rating. Tier two is based on, We call it the Abbey rating. Abbey was uh, the first movie we did and it got this rating. Um, That's where I recommend... uh, It's one of those I don't recommend it, but there's some cool scenes in it. Maybe if you have a certain niche, go ahead and check it out. Um, And then Tier 3 is a movie I recommend. Tier 4 is just, you know, a Grand Slam. Like, something I would buy the Blu-ray for. I almost want to give this the Tier 4 Grand Slam rating. Because I, I, I do want to watch this again. I want to revisit this again. I don't like watching movies um, over and over again in, like, a small span of time I like kind of just wait a few years and uh, checking them out again so they're a little more fresh in my mind I think I will wanna see this again but yeah just not compl- I think it was A couple of the twists kind of ruined it, and there are some parts that were slow. There's just weird... So there's... It's... uh, I mean, I guess I should kind of give the plot of the movie. Um, So it's a girl uh, whose sister uh, kind of gets all the attention. And... uh, Actually, I don't even want to give too much away, but basically a bunch of people around this girl and her family and in the Catholic church, she goes to, uh, start dying. But there's this landlord character where the girls and, uh, where the whole family lives, they live in like, uh, apartments or it might be condos. Um, and their landlord lives on one of the floors. And he's just a disgusting human being, like, he's probably, like, a, a younger version of uh, the fat ass from Seven, who ate himself to death, like, that, that, it's, uh, it's basically that character, like, 20, or 10 years prior. Uh, eating himself to death. He's just, he's so gross. He's, uh, and, uh, he, he does some weird shit, too, to Alice. That's all I'll say. Something that would really not fly today in, uh, in a movie. Maybe it would be in a movie today, but they would make a huge So, I'm giving it the Tier 3. I'm gonna call it the ALICE. The ALICE rating. Since this is the first movie to get the Tier 3, I recommend it, go out and see it rating. We're calling it the ALICE rating. Guys, horror fans, go out and see ALICE, sweet ALICE. So, that wraps be up today. my us get
2: close
1: that. Same, but
2: since I grew up through the came and my influence is the same And my therapy is music, they act so you would change And though I wish you could separate the two things I could not, so my answer to you remains I could walk down the hall of mirrors <laughs> and sigh And be so satisfied when I look myself in the eyes No change no, sir, just big boats and tearing the coast up. Tight coops like I'm wearing a roaster. For in the coop and hugging the host up. Oh, all right, all right. And it may not be what you could perfect, but, but it's my life. Live, live, alive, live. Once again, so I make no apologies, crooked policies. So a G gotta be playing for property, no monopoly. So I'll pass go and let my nephew follow me. They say the child shall lead so I'll take it far as I can, and then we shall see. Shall we dance with the devil for a beat? I pray to God I ain't got two left feet. Do the hustle put in the street, then the ballroom, dancing, keep keying in the sweep. Sweet, BB's on the feet, TV's in the seat, and the me's on the creep so rub, soak it up, it's a lesson every cup. One day you're up, next day you're down knowing long as you stay the same, it'll come back to ground Oh, but right and right. And it may not be what you call perfect But it's my life, 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 life Once again, it's the life I'm even better, I'm even better Best thing about it is my eat eating together With each endeavor, we reach levels this ain't seen in life forever I'm hyper-awful, made all part of switch I can't vouch for you if you ain't a part of this So part of me is I parvay my wrist, uh, As I parlay my chips Oh, alright, alright American gangster, gangster, finises Like I'm white, but I'm not I'm described so fly with no fear to fly. Uh, so if y'all hear me and you think you can make it this far without a fight. Couple mistakes here and there, not always right. But I'm always real, so I, I sleep at night. Oh, alright, ride right. And it may not be what you could perfect, but, but it's my glide. Glide, glide, life. Life. Once again, it's a light.
3: Change our spell Keep it slick Like James Brown Here, dude Keep it raw Like the ZF crew True Temperature Most definitely. Now the apartment is getting kind of hot up in here I guess a De La Soul jam's been placed in your ear Adding sugar to the thoughts of the inner city circle Who might have to hurt you on a night that's late When you're in the wrong town picking up your date I guess your date wasn't set on having you for her, mate No, no Sweet dreams i <laughs> But never play no guns I specialize in never putting wool over the eyes
4: It's since the towel was stained
3: I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't apply it to the ordinary skin I'm a MC in love with, with the way back, way back with Match pins to pad. I be I most dad doing laundry to clean up on reality's fat. Now we in a sticky situation but we make it funky yeah. And bring it back to the days of watching punk yeah. Brewster used to be in L.I. Flats With the bricks jibbing this and that upon track we came to think it's not the blanket Itch but the towel shed love with the verb and the vowel move grooves like a vowel. They lie represented. See, funky is the way we keep a center in your dreams, like that. Yeah, we dreams are made of these Who am I to disagree? disagree. I travel. Gotta be funky, yeah, yeah, gonna keep real funky, Joseph Park in the area, yeah, gonna move it like this, everybody, Joseph Park in the area, Pots 1 is in the area, Maceo is in the area, too much plus, too much plus, plus 2 is in the area.
4: Situations stable, no.